0: So I guess we can get started. alaykum, How are you doing? Welcome, Slam. I'm really great. Thank you. And you? I'm good. I'm really excited to have you on today. I feel like I'm gonna, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna learn a lot because I've got to learn a lot of learning in this field, especially okay. uh, to do as well. <laughs> Too kind. I hope so. I hope so. No, I'm really excited. Um, so yeah, if you wanted to introduce yourself, um, tell us all
1: a little bit about what you do and why you do it. That would be great. Okay, so uh, my name's Sahir. I'm a Pilates teacher and a personal trainer. Also, I'm a mum of four, um, so I'm quite busy in life. Um, So obviously, I teach Pilates, I I teach personal training, group sessions, as well as individual one-to-ones. At the moment, we have not been able to work for quite a while face-to-face, so there's been a lot of Zoom um, and online stuff. I've recently got quite um, interested into creating a bit of my content online, which I've been putting off, but I have to get there eventually. And I I managed to get over my um, fear, maybe, and yeah. finally do it. It was like, that was my last hurdle. So we've done that. So I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah alhamdulillah.
1: yeah, alhamdulillah. I honestly
0: do love what you've been posting as well. It's really nice to see. And I feel like, you know, since... at at this time we're all consuming content online I'm being very picky with what I choose to consume yeah so it was really nice when I found your page and it was just like motivating me to start you know looking into those things a bit more and focusing on taking care of my body and what I'm doing with it
1: and what I'm putting into it and things so that's been really nice
0: I enjoy your stories as well
1: oh thank you that's so nice to hear because you know when you're first getting into it really I've posted randomly over the years but I mean actually making an effort so um, I'm I'm trying to be active with um, my social media and to promote a positive message um, so it's very nice to hear that you're enjoying it and that people are taking feedback from it because you often wonder if people would be even interested in what you're posting so that's nice yeah. thank you yeah
0: yeah no I, I have really enjoyed it and um, you know it's I don't always see someone out there who's promoting that kind of thing regularly, um, especially like in terms of in the Muslim people field. I feel like I yes. don't see it very often. It's kind of hard to find. So it was really nice when I found your page. Um, but yeah, when did you uh, train in your Pilates and your fitness? And um, I think you do nutrition as well. Yes, like, yes. When did
1: you train in all of that? Okay, so um, I trained in my first certification, which was the personal training, and I did that in 2015. And then progressively went on, I think my Pilates, was is 2016. And I've just kind of gone further and further into it to, mm-hmm. to deepen my qualifications, um, go a bit more advanced and do quite a few CPDs in the field. So, I mean, I think my last qualification, I just finished in November even um, and I'm quite happy with where I am now with regards to that so yeah. it's just been on ongoing and um, my nutrition yeah. I did quite a few diplomas just through that time you know since 2015 I don't yeah. focus so much on the nutrition it's more mm-hmm. sort of the fitness the, the movement side of things but that you know that I do have enough um, knowledge to kind of guide people as much as I can
0: Yeah, no, that's great. How did you first get into it? Like, how did you first discover that this was something that you wanted to pursue, wanted to actually learn
1: more into? Well, I've always loved movement. I mean, I can even remember what, you know, when I had my children always trying to get back into it after each baby, actually the first time first memory I have is when I was about 15 years old and I'd do bedroom workouts and my mum would be saying, what what are you doing in your bedroom? Come and help. And I would just be doing my own thing. There was no internet or anything then. So I'd just be kind of making up my own workouts. Um, And just off and on then through the years after I had children, I'd kind of do a little bit, but I never pursued it fully. And, you know, I was Mm. a busy mum. I was working full time. I was working behind a desk in finance and that kind of thing yeah. so it, it was very different to what I do now
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but it, it stemmed from back as when I was a teenager but then really really going into it in the last what seven six seven years mm-hmm. when um I'm not even quite sure exactly why I did the personal training a friend of mine was a personal trainer yeah um and I don't know I think the inspiration maybe came from there and I'd started doing a lot of movement myself I'd taken up running and I'd been doing my own personal Pilates practice since about 2010 because of issues that I had in my neck and my back and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and I I think I just I was so drawn to it that's really interesting to
0: hear and the fact that you'd been into it from such a young age as well um I know me personally um recently I've kind of been trying to get into um I think it was since the first lockdown last year I sort of started getting into realizing I wanted to definitely include like uh intentional movement like you say throughout the day so whether that was an exercise video on YouTube or going for a walk um or trying to get my 10k steps in um but recently I've been doing like either you know I've done a bit of running a bit of skipping trying things out just to see what I enjoy what works for me yeah um you know I was very into like YouTube videos at one point but I haven't really got back into that since uni's been really really busy so now I kind of uh I tend to go for walks a lot more so I'll get my 10k steps in a day or try to go for like a quick 20 minute run okay um, just cause I feel like that fits into a little bit more of the like busier lifestyle I've yeah. sort of got. Um, but you know, like what kind of things would you say for someone who does struggle with kind of maintaining intentional, regular movement through whatever means, whether that's a walk or a run or whatever, yeah. how would you kind of recommend them to try, keep it consistent or, you know, intentionally make sure that they continue it? rather than stop and start because yeah. I've
1: done that quite a lot. Yeah I would say schedule it in so you know like mm-hmm. you were scheduling another an appointment with somebody else mm-hmm. um, or you know oh, I've got to get my my coursework finished by a deadline so I have to work on it every day so in your diary schedule it in this is my workout block and I, whether I go for a walk or I do a YouTube video uh, that is it it's in there you know and you don't compromise on it don't think it's just time with yourself so it doesn't matter if you leave it make it a priority and mm-hmm. if you can get a workout buddy so you you kind of you're held accountable by somebody else you know it's much harder to skip a workout if your your friend is expecting to do a workout around at the same time you know to go for a jog with you or even to work out together on zoom you know, we're doing everything on Zoom these days. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's, you know, we've had to alter our lifestyles in that way. But definitely putting it in the diary, schedule it in and see it as important. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's a good tip. Yeah. I definitely need to. Well, I haven't not been completely consistent. You know, if I don't go for a run, I will go for a walk, whether that's half an hour or an hour. I will still do something. Yeah. um, I guess. Um the thing that I've struggled with personally is like sometimes feeling guilty if I feel like I've not worked my body hard enough, yeah or if i've not if I've not done as much as I see others doing, maybe for example, how would you i mean do you would you recommend any ways of dealing with that sort of like guilt
1: maybe um I would try and make it something positive for yourself and take everybody yeah. else out of the equation, you know with social media and be able to scroll everything. We set up a lot of competition for ourselves with other people. And your mm-hmm. only competition should be yourself. That is the biggest thing. To so just try and be better every day, you know, mm-hmm. from what you did yesterday. But any movement is good movement. So if you're not feeling like you've set yourself, okay, today I am going to go for a half an hour jog. And you wake up and you're not feeling that jog sometimes push through and go for it you'll feel better but then you might need to listen to your body and think okay I'm not up to this jog today I'm gonna go for a 40 minute walk instead you know and just try and do brisk walking get just get the heart rate up a little bit yeah it's it's, and we can often be quite hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. we're harder on ourselves than we are on other people Mm -hmm. so I think we should just try and see it as a positive thing in our lives and and try and incorporate, where, incorporate it where you can.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: you know, movement as well. You know, I'm saying schedule it in, fine, but you can change it up. You can, you can, you can adapt. Just be yeah. adaptable, really. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And just it's sort of remembering that um, you know, through that adaptability, remembering that it is something for yourself, and so where you can still keep it, give it that importance that it deserves as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you're going to benefit from it, you know, it's good for you. You mm-hmm. know, it's nourishing you in so many ways, you know, emotional, mental, as well as your physical health is going to benefit from that movement. Yeah. So it's like you're doing something kind for yourself. You know, it's not a chore. It's not something that you have to do as a punishment. Mm. It, it, you're being kind to yourself. You're looking after yourself.
0: Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it instead of, you know, I don't look a certain way uh, or I've put on weight and I want to now lose it. And so I'm going to do this because I don't, you know, is that sort of, sort of like a negative way of seeing it. Yes. Whereas yeah. if you tell yourself this is something kind for my body, I'm bringing goodness to my body and not really focusing on the aesthetic aspect of it. That's a much healthier way to view movement
1: and exercise and taking care of your body, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. To, to try and give it the positive aspect mm-hmm. and, and look at it as something good for yourself. Yeah. Something you're rewarding yourself with. It, it's yeah. a much better way to look at it and you, you feel so much better from it.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that um, you know you're a mum of four. My that's really great. My my mum's a mum of four too. <laughs> I'm the second child. Um, yeah, wow. <laughs> so um, you know how how do you feel like you've been able to? balance you know um, family life and your work and you know the studies that you were doing as well as taking care of yourself and your family how do you feel like you've balanced all of that and would you have any tips for anyone in the same position or just trying to learn how to balance a lot of obligations at once
1: yeah I do you know I think it's a constant that's a constant battle for any any mum really you the guilt always comes in still yeah. comes in because you always think that you're being you know am i being a bit selfish I'm putting myself first and you know I'm doing my studies or everybody needs me and and you don't often think about yourself needing you mm. but you know what you can't pour from an empty cup to yeah. look after everybody else as a mum I one of the things I am really adamant is you need to look after yourself mm-hmm. and you know my kids are a little bit older. The youngest is in, just hitting, a, hitting into her teens. Mm-hmm. So it's taken me a long while to get there, to be honest. Like I said, I tried off and on, off and on all the years while they were little. And I never gave up, but I was never as consistent as I was. I have been in the last sort of decade. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important, you know, as mums to put yourself first. And it's not selfish, You're not being selfish. You need to look after yourself. You can look after others better. You'll be a happier mum. You'll be a healthier mum. And just the scheduling your time's in really, really works well. So Mm -hmm. you, you kind of have that time, right? This is my time for a workout. And then this is my time for just having five minutes to do my breathing exercises. And let everybody know that this is just a little bit of time I'm carving out for myself and i'll mm-hmm. and i'll I'll be back there, you know with you in not very long, so just cope for the twenty minutes I'm away or whatever um and see it as important again, prioritize
0: yeah, yeah, I think that's that message is so important, I feel like um you know not just within our community, within like the Muslim community, but just with so many mums in general, yeah. it's very commonplace to you know, the mum guilt and to feel yeah. like you've got to give everything to your kids. You know, I see it with like, you know, members of my family when they've got their kids, they just feel like sometimes they can't do something for themselves. Um, whatever that may be, you know, even just five minutes just to themselves just to sit and yeah. take a breather. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that, that is really, really important. Um, how I mean I guess there's never really overcoming it because you
1: mentioned that it, it always comes it to you. always comes back <laughs> and it's, it's just mum guilt it's I think it's just a yeah. thing ingrained in women to be honest but you know it's the for women supporting women to remind each other that we're not selfish that mm-hmm. we're we're just looking after ourselves to live a happier healthy life you know to mm-hmm. be healthier as you get older and and in the long term and in the short term it's best for everyone so um do you ever
0: feel like you know being a Muslim woman that there's been any sort of limitations or any difficulties um to sort of uh be in the field that you are within like the fitness field within that area did you feel like there was any difficulties or
1: limitations um um, right. I don't know if I'd go as far as the word difficulties, but there's definitely limitations. Mm-hmm. And when I first started, you know, in two thousand and fifteen with the personal training, um, I would say show up at like a course or a CPD or anything, um, and you get the most funniest looks showing up in your hijab, even though you're in tracksuit or whatever. Is kind of you're not taken seriously. I, w- mm. I was never taken seriously that, you know, I could work out or I could do anything. And oh, there's so many stories of, of when the course tutor would set you a task and you do it with um, other members on, on the day. And they're kind of surprised that like you could move to that level or you had that much ability or, oh, wow, you're really going for it on that treadmill and you're not even showing any sign of struggle. You know, it was that kind of thing. Mm. And it just... It just, it would dawn on me that, yeah, it's clearly the hijab that is really making them think that I don't have any capabilities, but that's okay. You know, you just, you just keep showing up and you just keep showing up Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and, uh, you know, you deal with it. I think we just learn to deal with it and maybe that's not always the best thing Mm -hmm. and it's not always fair, but it's there and people do stereotype, unfortunately, unfortunately. But I think it's so positive to have um, Muslim hijabi role models and to be out there and for wider society to see that, oh, you know, like, yes, they are proactive. Like, she's in the exercise field and Mm. she's in the fitness field and she's got so-and-so qualification or she works so-and-so place. So um, I think we just have to keep ploughing on with it, really.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, it's such a shame Uh, I even feel it myself like you know wearing hijab like there's a lot of stereotypes that get put onto you people like you know I've even where I'm where I'm from and stuff I'm in a very uh, predominantly white area people would even be surprised with like you know my accent or the way mm-hmm. I speak English or the fact that I, I'm going to uni or mm-hmm. getting a degree or you know I can do xyz they're just like wow I never thought that someone who looks like you would be doing things mm-hmm. like that and I'm, yeah. it's such a shame that people think in that way because suddenly when you wear the hijab it's like you're an alien to some people they think mm-hmm. that you're not capable of mm-hmm. things that everybody else can do if they put yeah. their mind to it yeah um so, yeah, it's just unfortunate that those stereotypes did happen. But it just goes to show, you know, you still powered through and didn't you give them. Yeah,
1: you kind okay. of just have to like I to be honest, I'm not the most confident person. I'm actually quite shy as a person if you were to beat me face to face and I'm quite introverted. Um, but I kind of would just have to say to myself, just go in there and just do it every time I would go to a course, every time I would do it. And I think sometimes I'd even put on a persona that was not necessarily me and I would just be really kind of, yes, I'm here, you know, and I'm part of this and I'm just as good as everybody else in this room. But I was always the only hijabi and generally the only brown person. Yeah, I was always the only brown person. And, you know, um, in the personal training field, the women were obviously always less, whereas in the Pilates field, it was all women. But, mm. you know, no one of any ethnicity or anything. And yeah. so you always stand out that little bit more. And then your hijab is obviously there, And because I was all with all, all women, I would just take the hijab off. So mm-hmm. actually, that was quite positive. It became It became a talking point because they'd all want to know why I was okay to take my hijab off and work out with them and do our courses through the day. So that became a um, a good point of giving knowledge and then mm-hmm. if, if a man were to walk into the centre, uh, they would all like be like, quick, quick, put your hijab on, quick, put your hijab on. And they were all non-Muslims. <laughs> and that was actually really nice, you know. Yeah, so they took, yeah, th- th- they, they, they took, they took um, my sort of beliefs and they kind of held on to them as well. So that was nice.
0: Mm, yeah, no, that's always appreciated. Like, yeah, um... they took
1: it seriously. I could see from that that they took it seriously. And that was nice. You know, it was appreciated by me. Mm. so so it was good but I think the limitations are there you just you have to find a way to deal with them and keep showing up you know if Mm -hmm. we don't show up we can't put our face out there we can't be positive role models we can't be part of that wider society or the fitness industry or any industry you choose to go into if you don't show up you can't be part of it
0: did anyone ever just a general question um did anyone ever kind of make you feel like as a Muslim woman you can't go into this field or you don't belong there or you you shouldn't be there or
1: be trying to do that at all by any chance like no to be honest I don't think I felt that kind of Mm. negativity from anyone whether that's you know um our community or the the wider community Mm -hmm. I haven't felt that much negativity I think that's it surprises good. people when you say what you do it's kind mm-hmm. of oh, oh you know an eye raise it uh, eyebrows raise and that kind of thing yeah. but no not negativity like that thankfully Alhamdulillah, I haven't had to face it no that's really good that's positive to hear um I definitely feel like
0: there's um you know being in here in Cardiff in Wales and stuff um I've come from a place which was like predominantly white, not a a massive Muslim community. And like you said, it would be very surprising for someone to hear that, you know, uh, about someone being like a fitness trainer or anything like that. Whereas coming here, I feel like it's um, within the Muslim community, they realise that, you know, it's completely fine for a Muslim woman to do things like that. And it's a little bit more accepted, which is much, it's a nicer environment in terms of, um that because there's that understanding mm-hmm. that it's okay um mm-hmm. whereas like where I'm from it's a little bit more very <laughs> cultural and it's like wait no you can't do that so yeah yeah
1: um, I think that's just that's something we have to keep trying to progress on isn't it really yeah to, to make things a- accessible for sort of the future generations really
0: yeah that's that's really important I think accessibility. Um, I keep bringing it up but where I'm from there's nothing available for like all girls or for Muslim girls very much um unfortunately it's it's only since coming here for university that I've I've had I've had my eyes open to all of this that is potentially available and that there are people out there and that you can find role models in you know those fields where um you know you're told you can prioritize yourself and yeah whether that's through fitness nutrition whatever other means of taking care of yourself—that it's okay to do
1: so. so. Yeah, that, you know, that's—I mean—that's positive for you, and then you can hopefully take that message back mm. and be be an influence to your your community. Really, then can't you?
0: Yeah, definitely. That is important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always try to like, you know, any little bits of knowledge that I do get, I always go back and try to <clears throat> tell my mum or my siblings. You know. Sometimes they'll say something like, oh, I'm going to work out to lose X, Y, Z amount of weight. And I'll be like, no, 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 don't view it like that. Just view it as you're working out to take care of your body. And if you then also your body changes in a way that you like, that's great. But, you know, don't make that the sole focus of why you're working out or why you're choosing to do this exercise today.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's fine to work out to lose weight if we if that's a goal that we have because you know mm-hmm. setting goals for why you are doing this you know why you do it, want to do that activity L- losing weight and a- as aesthetics is quite on the top of the list for a lot of people and that's fine yeah. but I think it's just being very mindful that that doesn't become a negative factor yeah because it become can become a vicious cycle then mm-hmm. so it's just being mindful that okay, I want to exercise to lose weight, but I will also gain X, Y, Z out of that as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. That's important. I think that
0: monitoring of your intentions and making sure that it doesn't become like an obsession where it then upsets you if you don't lose weight in that way. Because, you know, for example, from what I've learned from the small bits of research I've done, you can't target certain parts of your body through exercise no. you'll always just lose an overall if, it,
1: yeah. if anything you know yeah you can't you can't spot diet you can't spot train as much as there is hundreds of thousands of videos online that will tell you you know do these exercises to <laughs> like I don't know lose belly fat or whatever It it just does not work like that it doesn't no no. So it's it's an overall thing. Exercise to have overall body health, and and you will see changes in your body if you're exercising regularly. You will start to see your tummy might look different, or your shoulders, or your legs. But it you can't usually just target the one area.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I've seen way too many of you know grow grow your glutes. And yeah. Grow, grow your glutes. You know, lose that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> lose your belly fat, get a flat stomach um yeah and i i understand that there are certain exercises that can somewhat target those areas a bit more but there's never any type of exercise where you just do that exercise and that's it you're going to lose weight in that
1: in that spot (laughs) and you know with the with the grow your glutes thing yes you can there you know you do certain exercises and you lift a certain amount of weight and you're gonna grow your glutes that's perfectly fine but if you're not doing an overall program your body is just gonna become very imbalanced because we, mm-hmm. we our body works as a unit, so we need to work on it as a full unit and not just think, okay, I'm going to work on my right glute today and my left <laughs> leg. And because you need to be working, and I do you not, know, I always see this happens with men a lot, is they work their upper body and they don't work their lower body, and they they look very disproportionate. I'm sure you've seen it with many young men, and I just it just doesn't look right and it's unhealthy. And just work the whole body. And, and yeah, it's important. Yeah, it's
0: important. Yeah. Like you said, the body works as a unit. So to only focus on one aspect wouldn't make sense because, you know, your body health should be overall, not just in one yeah. aspect. Yeah. Mm, I think that's when aesthetic starts to play a part. Yeah, really. unfortunately, yeah. <clears throat> but um, so in general, how do you feel that, you know, exercise... um and you know movement with your body has helped um or or benefited you um over the years I know you've said you've done it since you were young but
1: um when you do it intentionally Mm -hmm. how 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 does it benefit you for me personally it's just my day's not really complete without it because I know that it's helping me physically, mentally and emotionally. You know, you can mm-hmm. you can be really troubled sometimes. Things are going on in your life and whatever with just so many things these days, isn't it? Really the pandemic or whatever. But having that yeah. time to work out, it generally shuts everything else out. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of me and my movement. And you feel invigorated. You feel chilled. You feel... Uh, whole and happy with yourself you know feel Mm. you feel satisfied and you feel like you've achieved something and then you come away and you've usually got more energy and you can deal with whatever is in life that you're dealing with Mm -hmm. you know I I couldn't manage without it really to be honest and I did used to be quite strict and regimented about my workouts um but I've noticed in the last maybe six months that I'm a bit more relaxed so I'll change it up and I'll do something different than I had planned. I will always do the workouts yeah. unless I'm not feeling well or something. You know, I listen to my body, but, mm-hmm. you know, just be a bit more relaxed about it. Always pencil in that time that this is that time and then just do what, what I'm feeling, what my body is feeling. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it makes you feel great. There, there's yeah. movement, movement is medicine. That was one of Joseph Pilates' quotes movement Mm -hmm. is medicine and it really is medicine but for for every part of you mentally physically and emotionally Mm. it really is
0: so I have like a like a question for me really about Mm. that um so for example times where like I've got I've done exercise or maybe I've gone on a run or whatever um I sometimes will end up feeling really really tired after it um, and I, I usually go into it thinking I'm going to feel really energized, ready for the day, but I'll end up feeling so tired Yeah. that I don't feel like doing anything else for the rest of the day afterwards. Yeah. Maybe that's like a fault on my part. <laughs> and again, like I'm still learning. I yeah. have a lot to like, you know, improve on, especially when it comes to, I think, um, nutrition wise and understanding like, you know, the types of foods to put into my body. Is there any way that you will sort of, you know, recommend? going about that yeah so
1: you know I would say definitely first look at your nutrition because you obviously Mm -hmm. need to be fueled well to do the workouts and you know quite often if if we're not taking in the right nutrients then you're kind of depleted to start with and then you're going to do a workout you're going to feel pretty wrecked afterwards you know and Mm. you you should feel tired to some extent because you you've worked your body but you shouldn't be exhausted enough to not want to do anything for the rest of the day. That shouldn't be what
0: Mm -hmm. you're feeling.
1: So look at your nutrition. You really need to make sure you're having everything that you need to keep your body fueled for life as well as Mm. your workouts. Yeah. Then to be honest, a huge factor for women, which we probably couldn't cover all of it in the cover it in this podcast, is their cycle, how we feel at different times of our cycle, how our energy levels are, what we should be doing exercise-wise, nutrition-wise, it's really quite fascinating. So that's another aspect yeah. to try and start to learn, maybe where you are in your cycle and what kind of workouts to do for yourself with regards to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When a woman is menstruating, mm-hmm. for example, mm-hmm. um do you still recommend um exercise and movement and to what extent? Um because from what I understand, like personally and from friends and family, um you know sometimes the pain levels are different the body aches it's all very unique some people don't get pain some people get really severe pain so how how would you recommend um
1: well I've been what I call what they refer to as cycle thinking for a while now so that's where like I said I changed up kind of how I did my work that's about six months ago maybe even more I'm not sure but um And kind of listening to my cycle and going with my cycle, with my workouts. And it's been quite a game changer, to be honest, because I have pretty horrendous periods and suffer from migraines. So when I was putting the pressure on myself to try and carry on working out, generally I wasn't working out because I just wasn't able to. And then I would Mm -hmm. feel guilty. So I just completely switched it up and said, you know what, in that week, I'm not going to put anything in the diary. I'm just going to have the week off and just not work out. And it took mm-hmm. off the pressure, number one, and my body was able to just l- listen and rest and that kind of thing, because it is, it is a really hard time of the month. And if you do work out, I would say, I recommend, and from my research is to work out quite lightly, be gentle with mm-hmm. yourself, more walks, yoga, Pilates, stretching, mobility, and not be going, mm-hmm. you know, hardcore hits or that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean everybody is individual and there are some women, you know, props to them, who have got all the energy in the world and can smash it out and that's fine if that's what your body is telling you you can achieve, do it. But if you know that you're struggling and you feel that this time this week is hard on me, these few days are hard on mm-hmm. me, just listen to your body and take it easy because you will, what you will preserve your energy. And after your period has passed, you will come out of it with energy and you'll be able to really go for it. Whereas, you know, yeah. kind of, you will deplete yourself otherwise mm-hmm. and then you will mm-hmm. find that you're depleted for the whole month. That's what yeah. I was finding. And then I really started to research it. You know, there's a good few books I could recommend if you wanted to read up on it.
0: That, yeah, definitely. That you good. would
1: kind of, it, it just helps. So well, I started off with reading Period Power um, by mm-hmm. Maisie Hill. That was my first kind of eye-opener to the whole topic. And then I've read mm-hmm. Fix Your Period with Nicole Jardim and um, Flo- uh, Living With Your Flow, I think, by Elisa Vitti, something like that. You can find mm-hmm. them all on Instagram and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah. they all sort of promote this living, living, exercising, eating with your cycle in mind because yeah. it's a huge part of our life and it's no point ignoring it and thinking we are just like all the men out there and we can just carry on living every day the same because <laughs> every day is not the same for our bodies our bodies are different
0: yeah very true very yeah. true and yeah it def it is something that sort of gets brushed over because because we all experience it to some extent yeah. generally speaking it's sort of just seen as normal and so it's like you
1: know just, just get, on, get with it, on with it kind of exactly thing. but like yeah okay just get on with it but this is this huge thing happening in your life you have a 28 day cycle like we you know yeah. men only have that the, the circadian rhythm they have the same that we do morning night morning night but we have a 28 day yeah. cycle that every few every sort of 5 to 7 days is changing where we are our mm-hmm. hormones are completely changing our emotions are completely changing our energy levels are completely changing, so we need to take that into account with regards to our activities.
0: Yeah, we definitely do. Since we're on the topic of specific to women, yeah. why is why would you you say that health and wellness is especially important for us to? Well, it's especially important for everybody, yeah. but the specifics towards women. Um, why is it? Why is it? Why should we place that importance
1: on it for us? I think it's like you said, it is health and wellness is, you know, very important and should be on the top of everybody's list, male or female. But for women, we do have this cycle. We will then get to the age that we will go through menopause and our hormones will reduce. And it could affect so many factors, our heart health, our bone health. You know, osteoporosis is like so high after after menopause really so what how we look after ourselves and our bodies in our younger years is going to affect how our health is later on so it's Mm -hmm. you know it has it has an end goal so if you want to be older and you want to be able to still be active and healthy and being able to bend down and do your squats and pick up things and carry weights and carry your shopping just all normal things in life that you have to prioritize health at a younger age
0: mm.
1: yeah, I, I think it makes it quite important and because we are the caretakers majority of us are caretakers in our life you know we are the mums and the wives end up doing more caretaking that's just how it works in all cultures yeah. really and then we are the grandmums who help look after the grandchildren so we have we have to do we have to look after ourselves to be the caretaker for others
0: yeah that's a really important point because sometimes we think we just need to give give Mm -hmm. give but like you said earlier you can't pour from an empty cup so when you are prioritizing yourself you are doing that as well in order to then take care of you know whether you've got kids or younger siblings or family or or parents um you know to take care of i think
1: through through a woman's life her body has to go through so much you know we have our periods then we child there we have children and that's hard on your body then you have the menopause and you know our bodies can really start to struggle so if you don't look after them you, you're going mm-hmm. to you're going to suffer later on you know I unfortunately I think it's might be quite one of the catalysts for me in, in my journey because I've seen so many older women in our communities who get to a certain point and they can't walk very well because their knees are hurting and they can't do much. They, I mean, they can't even walk, so let alone exercise or anything else. And they just end up being quite um, lonely and secluded and having to rely on children or grandchildren to do things for them or drive them around and to be honest I don't I don't want that and inshallah you know looking after myself I wouldn't have that but it's kind of Mm -hmm. wanted me to personally look after myself so I don't end up there and also to spread the message of health and fitness as much as I can so so that our women do look after themselves so that they can Mm -hmm. continue to look after themselves as they get older there's nothing worse than having yeah. to sort of rely on somebody to do basic things for you. I wouldn't want to be there, yeah. you know?
0: Mm, yeah. And I think, yeah, I've definitely found in, in our community, especially generally speaking, um, it's like when you've had kids, that's it. <laughs> you can't do yeah. anything for yourself. You can't suddenly, you know, because it's just your, your world sort of becomes revolved around your family and you're just doing everything for them and it upsets me because it's just like I wish that more more mums more older mums would see that it's you know you can take back control of things in your life and you can still do things for
1: yourself um you know well hopefully you know by kind of with our little bit of influence that we may have that we can keep promoting that kind of message you know that it's like we were just saying it's not all about the aesthetics there's so much more to health and wellness than aesthetics and for longevity you know the the long-term effects of exercise for women are so many the short and long long long-term I've been I think I put out a post yesterday and I've got more to come you know you have heart health muscle strength bone density stress management blood pressure joint health um, what else anxiety helps against anxiety energy levels against depression they are so many factors and why we need to look after ourselves
0: yeah and i think even uh, in terms of like islamically as well you know we're told that we're supposed to take care of, you know the the five before five quote you know this is it i think it's perfect you know we're told you know by um, Prophet Muhammad <laughs> sallallahu and Allah that you know we're supposed to take care of our youth before our old age our health before our sickness um, wealth before po- poverty free time before getting busy yeah. and life before yeah. death and it's just like that hadith in itself just encompasses that you know when we're put on this earth like we're put on here to take care of ourselves, be the best version of ourselves, to then also be able to be the best version in our worship, in reading Quran, in praying. Yeah. You know, praying requires yeah. movement. So even, even that is really, yeah. really important. Yeah, so even
1: if, if you take that praying fact just to do our prayers, take that as a prime example. So how many older ladies end up not being able to pray fully? They have to have a chair. Yeah. Why do they have to have a chair? Mm-hmm. Because their knees, because their legs and just for that even if you just thought you know what, just so I can pray uh, standing up till I get to my old age even if that is just your motivator that is a huge motivation isn't it
0: yeah massively like even just for me I'm just thinking like I don't want to get to yeah. that stage where like of course if I at any point for whatever reason I, it might not even be in my control that I required a chair to pray like a couple of years ago I broke my yeah. foot and so I've used a chair to pray for that but it's like it where I can control yeah. it I want to be able to stand up in my yeah. prayer and do the full movements in my prayer for as long as Allah yeah. wills for me to be able to I mean of to. course you know so, we yeah. all have
1: health issues and we you know, and we can have health issues even if we do everything um as we think is right and look after ourselves you can still have issues crop up I'm not saying you can't but if we know that in ourselves, we are doing everything to preserve our health that we can, then, you know, we've done our bit then, haven't we? You know, because our bodies yeah. are ima- an mana from Allah. It's up to us to look after them because Allah has gifted mm-hmm. them to us. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, that's massively important. Yeah. I feel like for me, these are, these are the things that I need to remind myself what you, you know when planning to do exercise or when planning to take care of my body or the things I put into my body it's knowing that this body is a gift from Allah and so I do need yeah. to take care of it yeah you know and what a blessing yeah. it is it can do so much so many all the systems that I mean I'm a, I'm a student nurse all the systems that run through our body whether that's the respiratory yeah. system the digestive system the gut itself the brain it's all just an amazing process that Allah has gifted it to it's us. And so,
1: it's amazing how how we function, you know, as a human being and how it all just things together so seamlessly.
0: I know. It makes me look like, really <laughs> emotional just to think about. I'm just like like God is so yes, great. He's he just like created everything so beautifully and amazingly. So yeah. No, that's like wow, sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. Um, it's just honestly like you said subhanallah just amazing so yeah it is very important for us to remind ourselves of these things um and take care yeah. of ourselves and you know even when things aren't in our control um the parts that we can That's control right. to to, to, yeah. c- to control yeah. those really okay so you know you were talking about mm-hmm. scheduling and routine being very very mm-hmm. important um if you don't mind me asking uh what what does a typical day sort of look like for you uh, including both like you know like eating and you know yeah. working or however like what does a typical day look like well, for well to
1: be honest it- my well anybody um but because you asked me my routines constantly evolving and changing because that's just life isn't it Mm -hmm. I mean we were thrown into a pandemic so we obviously changed and then you know so it's always constantly changing but one thing that is um probably a constant is I'm quite an early riser I like that Mm -hmm. time I'm a morning person so I like that time of getting up early and if I end up somehow being lazy in the holiday seasons. It really just doesn't suit me very well at all. So I'll get up quite (laughs) early. um, And obviously the prayer and Quran is usually the sort of first things in the morning, depending on Mm -hmm. where you are in the year, but they're always the first thing in the morning. Um, Yeah. And then what do do I like? I'm trying to think how. So I'll do my prayer, my Salah and my Quran is first. Um, I always like to do my breathing practice in the morning to start my day off and to Mm -hmm. journal a little bit. So, you know, just a few minutes, just a few thoughts, just reflections. I just journal a few things. Generally, after I've done my breathing practice, it just flows a lot better Mm -hmm. for me then. Um, And then I will work out that that's kind of for me Mm -hmm. that is a perfect day for the day to start like that if it doesn't it kind of throws me off and sometimes it can't you know if you have an early appointment or you've got to be somewhere do something you know then I can't work out early and I'll end up having to go but it kind of throws my day off I like that early morning workout um and then after I'm quite a structured person. I know mm-hmm. this doesn't work for everybody, you know. I'm just talking about myself. I'm quite a structured person. Yeah, no, yeah. So I like to have some form of structure. It helps my day flow. It helps me feel, um, in like I'm in my zone rather than kind of all over the place, you know. And and then I mm-hmm. feel like I, I yeah. achieve more out of my day. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. yeah.
0: I feel like um with me it's what I need to do is implement things mm-hmm. slowly. Don't try not to try and do everything yes. at once. You know? So um for me I need to sort of slowly, slowly yeah. bring things in and make those like firm and then yeah, you know, keep definitely. adding to it I think slowly. A
1: staggered, if you need to add things into your life, make changes into your life, I think a staggered approach is the best approach because if you try everything all at once it's going to totally overwhelm you and you're just going to drop it all because it's just too hard isn't it mm. so if you just think like you said
0: mm-hmm.
1: you like to do your movement and then think about food or somebody might want to do it in the in the in another way or they might not want to go full on health eating they might just think okay right you know what? I'm going to cut down on sugar a little bit i'm just going to say mm-hmm. no biscuits no crisps no chocolate Or limit it, you know, sometimes saying no makes it even worse, but just limit it and think to put more, you know, okay, I'm going to have more greens. I'm going to have more vegetables. I'm going to fill my, you know, the majority Mm. of my plate with vegetables. Quite often to say to yourself about adding things in rather than taking things away. And then then you're going to find that Mm. you're quite full anyway. So you're probably not going to eat that chocolate bar because you're full from a good meal that you've had yeah right so we see in the positive rather than you depriving yourself of something you're actually giving yourself something
0: Mm, that's true I think psychologically that's a very
1: strong point where if
0: you are adding something in get so instead of taking away Mm -hmm. and saying no I can't have a chocolate bar saying oh no instead I'm just going to focus on what to add so I'm going to try and have a higher intake Mm -hmm. of fruit and veg Um, Or increase my water. Yeah, (laughs) That's what I need to do. (laughs) Increase the amount of water I'm drinking. Um, Instead of being like, oh, I need to stop doing that. Because like you've said, when you put something more in, you're naturally not actually going to always want that thing that you were thinking of taking out anyway. definitely.
1: Definitely. It's always, you know, we can really kind of almost manipulate your own mind in how you look at things by the way you Mm -hmm. approach it that's what yeah
0: I found that a lot um for me personally what works is telling mm-hmm. myself what I can do mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. saying I can't do that because when there's a can't I'm just like yeah. my brain's like what yeah <laughs> why yeah. can't you do that you did it yeah. before <laughs> and it's just it doesn't work I think you made a small mention of the point about having um you know mm-hmm. Muslim role models um you know and I guess your children kind of have mm. you in that sense when it comes yeah. to this topic, for yeah. sure, which I think is great. Um, but, you know, how how much do you feel it's necessary for us to look towards other Muslims and, uh, yeah. you know, when they are doing something publicly to take them as role models
1: in what I d- they're yeah, doing? Yeah, I think it's very important, even if you, ju- if you just focus on this field, so say the health and wellness industry it's bombarded by stuff on social media it's bombarded by you know people who are actually credited and then you know influence who are not it's just their hobby and you know clearly a huge percentage of them are not muslim and it can Mm -hmm. often make it feel not accessible to our community you know because Mm -hmm who you see in front of you doing those workouts is not a representation at all of how you'd be or how you would be dressed doing that workout or going for that run so mm-hmm. to to promote a positive hijabi role model model as kind of being able to do all those things dressed in their you know m- more modest clothes and their hijabs it's like oh right so you you can be active and still be a Muslim and you can look after yourself and still be a Muslim and you can run marathons or you can mm-hmm. take part in this competition or you can become, um, you know, certified in something. And that, you know, that is fine yeah. and it's positive. And you, you want to see, like, I think it's human nature, isn't it? You want to see people like you. And when you see people like you, yes. yeah. you, you feel a connection. You know, we feel connection to all humans, but we feel mm-hmm. a connection, don't we? yeah you know, i do if i stumble across yeah. another hijabi fitness person on instagram or social media it may, you know i'm drawn to yeah. their page i'm on to see what they're doing and you know if it, it feels it feels uh, that connection is there yeah no
0: i definitely agree with that a lot um as much as you know we Like we build connections on Mm -hmm. relatability and having similarities with someone, um, you know, as well as differences, of course. But when you have an aspect that is similar, you naturally feel uh, a little bit of a closer bond already from the get go. And especially when it comes to, for example, looking at social media and like you said, the health and wellness field um it's nice to actually find people who who do look like you and show that you know you deserve to be in that space because you can see that someone else is doing that you know um but yes I've definitely found the fitness community is very much dominated with a lot of non-muslim figures which is great like they're doing amazing things posting these videos and stuff but yeah I have found it very helpful to find someone who is Muslim who does wear the hijab too um who does dress a certain way to see them doing to see you doing exercises and movement and promoting that regularly has been really helpful for me to know and really implement into myself that it's okay to be doing these things um and not have to conform to a box of just you know as a Muslim woman you should uh sometimes not do these things or it's a very cultural
1: opinion um that you can't be doing these things I think it's important for our community and for the wider community so it promotes to our community that there are active Muslims active Muslim women who are doing these things who are promoting health and wellness and it's it's for goodness and it's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would want to look after your body is what he wants is what he instructed us to do and then for the wider community mm-hmm. it promotes to them that you know basically hijabis can do it too we we are just as good as everybody yeah. else the fact that we put a cloth on our head does not mean we are incapable of things you know, we're still very capable. Yeah, you know I can run faster than you, <laughs> or anything like that. You know, with my hijab <laughs> on.
0: <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm all about that. I'm all about that. I'm just. Not as great as I think yeah. I am, but I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm not very fast. If me and you were to race, you would 110 million percent win. I'd be panting, I would like be panting, dying off. about. Well, that you're, you're
1: making an effort. You're getting there, isn't it? Just keep trying. You just got to keep showing up. That's it. Yeah. Thank you so much
0: for all oh, your pockets you. of knowledge and advice today. It's been so lovely speaking with you. And you know, keep doing what you're doing because enough people whether whether people show that they enjoy it or not i'm sure
1: that you you are making a difference um in yeah. people's views and perceptions um, you just help one person that's more than enough in my eyes really and um i am going to be doing quite a few posts on cycle thinking because i really think it's helpful for women
0: yeah so you guys definitely need to follow at sae Pilates and Fitness. Because she does have really, really great posts, really great videos and reels and um, shows how to do exercises and movements. I've oh, really, really enjoyed you.
1: seeing them. And I'm sure thank that you, you guys will thank too. You, <laughs> Take care. Walaikum salam. Okay.